0: We are two friends trying to gain perspective on the remarkable world around us. I'm Jet Jones. I'm Mackenzie DeMaio. And this is Friends Fascinated. If you like what you hear today, don't forget to review and subscribe. This week, we're going to deep dive into the flat earth conspiracy theory. This week's fascinating fact is that Taste receptors, the proteins responsible for our ability to taste salty, sweet, and bitter, aren't just present on our tongues. Recently, researchers are finding them present all over the body, from the mouth to the anus, literally. And the reason that I chose that fast fact for this week is because I found it on TikTok, which we also have an account on, so if you want to check us out on there and see our awkward dance moves, you can go on TikTok and find us at Friends Fascinated. But uh, there's been a TikTok that went viral this week talking about uh, how your testes or your balls (laughs) (laughs) uh, have taste receptors. And they are something that apparently has a big like role in reproduction. And if those taste buds or whatever proteins aren't on the testes, it's likely that the male is infertile. Um, so I thought that was really interesting. So you learn something new every day, even on TikTok, apparently. <laughs> um, but since we didn't have a user submission, I just figured I would give us a um, fascinating fact for the week. But next week, it could be you. All you need to do to participate is email us your favorite fact at friendsfascinated@gmail.com, or you can DM us on Instagram. We want to hear facts about culture, conspiracies, crime and mysteries. But honestly, nothing is off the table. If we pick your fact, we'll read it on our next episode and give you a shout out. We also want to mail you a gift for participating. So get writing, people. It's time for you to blow our minds.
1: And how fitting that this week's fascinating fact came from social media because our topic as a whole was very much influenced by social media and basically started, well, at least restarted recently as a meme. Yeah. So our topic this week, as we said, is flat earth. And so this, for me at least, came up probably a couple years ago. Um, For me, I knew it mostly from Tumblr. Mm. And people would start making jokes about basically trolling that the earth was flat. Yeah. And then it started to become hard to tell who was being a troll and who legitimately thought the earth was flat. Yeah. And so they're like literally are societies of people that believe that earth is flat and then there's people that joke that they believe the earth is flat and so it kind of became this big
0: thing and this big meme it's like satire then, on the internet that exactly. all of a sudden becomes popular and people are like wait a second and then the rest of us are
1: confused yeah and we can't tell how confused the world and especially youth <laughs> are today. Yeah. So at least that was my introduction and why I thought it'd be an interesting topic.
0: Yeah. It's funny that yours was from Tumblr because that's one social media platform I don't really use. Mine came from YouTube. I'm a pretty avid YouTube watcher.
1: That's like the main difference in our friendship yeah. is that I'm a Tumblr user and you're a YouTube user. <laughs>
0: yeah. So we're a good team, I guess. But um anyway... Similar timeline, maybe about two or three years ago, Mm -hmm. the whole flat earth resurgence was happening on YouTube for sure, even to the point where one of the biggest influencers, Shane Dawson, did a, I think, kind of like a docu-series on it that I watched way back when. I haven't seen it recently, but.
1: Oh, um, I've never heard of that person.
0: Yeah, he Shane Dawson. Never. Ooh, our listeners are going to be like,
1: I'm sorry, I don't watch YouTube.
0: Yeah, he's huge. He's been on YouTube for like, 15 years. It's ridiculous. Okay. Um, but that was my introduction to people actually believing that. I think I had heard people joke about it before, like you said, but I had no idea that people actually believed in it.
1: So that's interesting because my experience with this is it's like memes, like pictures or like jokes on Tumblr that are just like quick little things. So what would be in a whole video
0: about this? Well, the actual theory and the societies and like people trying to figure out the math. So
1: is it people trying to debunk it or people that are trying to prove it back and
0: forth because like just with like anything on the internet there's two sides to the the theory is there's people trying to squash it and there's people trying to promote it and i think at the time there was a lot of conspiracy theories i think that was the theme on youtube like two or three years ago was just like conspiracy conspiracy no matter what it was okay and so the flat that's true like
1: because that sounds about right with like the Illuminati and yeah, like all those other things. Exactly. That, that's probably the right timeline.
0: So I don't know why they were popularized at that time. I have some theories. But I think, yeah, it was just trending on the internet. Well, what are your theories about conspiracy theories? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of... I'll let you talk about some of the history of okay. Flat Earth and then we'll get into the modern world a little bit <laughs> and enough. talk like about that a little bit deeper.
1: Fair enough. Yeah, so when looking at the history... I, I would say at least in the U.S. I feel like I learned about some of this in school, at one point. Yeah. So I I would imagine that standard, but I I really can't speak. You for mean about else's like education, the space, Just like and ancient history and, history and Yeah, learning about like yeah,
0: astrologists. There was a
1: time when people thought the Earth was flat. Like we also learned there was a time that we thought we revolve like that the planets rotated around earth like just different things where you mm-hmm. learn like yeah before we knew this is what we thought yeah and like we didn't get into
0: it but or if we did we don't remember because i yeah. think my it probably
1: middle school
0: maybe? before that before? i honestly think maybe like i feel like fourth grade is like history but then third grade is kind of like astrology or See, astrology. you had
1: a more formal like education that's curriculum. True. that's true i had a lot
0: of homeschooling but I also knowledge. went to a weird charter school, too, which was, like, more, like, advanced in elementary years. So I could be skewed, too. I don't really know. but Yeah,
1: you might have been ahead of the curve then. The thing, I don't know.
0: Yeah, the thing I learned, though, was that, like you said, it was the debate on whether we were around the sun or if the sun mm-hmm. was around us and how the days came to be and what the theories yeah. were behind that. But ultimately, it came down to, you know, the truth. Not well, and I think the we theory. learned
1: the history of who proved it and why they're important, too. Yeah. So... It's, it's considered an archaic concept now, mm-hmm. but then apparently debatable. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I would imagine part of the reason that it was just assumed as this theory or some of the other versions was because, at least in more ancient times, people didn't travel the way we do yeah. now. And so if <laughs> you only a had a difference. concept of your little tiny town or the people around you – If you look into the distance, it looks flat because Mm -hmm. we are so teeny tiny itty bitty compared to the world that you can't with the naked eye see the curve of the earth. It's impossible. Well, yeah.
0: If you think about the way we live right now, we live in a super hilly area. Like there's no way we could even think of a theory. Like if we had to travel by like covered wagon or horseback, (laughs) there would be no stinking way you could even believe that like... There was anything but cliffs and falling mm-hmm. off the earth just well, like even, anybody else. Like,
1: I've taken road trips from, you know, the north part of the U.S. to the south to, like, California. It's very flat. And it seems like you're driving flat. And even when you – so, for example, if you drive to the coast, you're at sea level, right? Mm-hmm. But we're at, I don't know, a thousand-something elevation. <laughs> yeah. And I've gone up to even higher elevation than where we live. And it feels like you're just driving flat. Even mm-hmm. if you go up a hill, you go down hills and it feels like you're staying pretty level even though you're not. Our perspective just can't quite comprehend that we're going with the curve of the earth a little bit. It's yeah. It's just, there's no way to know. It's kind of the same way we can't feel the earth rotating. Yeah. We don't know any different. We're just these little teeny tiny beings that don't have a
0: concept of it.
1: But anyway... Even, well, I would say actually, even on an airplane, like you really can't see the curve of the earth because you're still tiny and your perspective, like you're not high enough. Yeah.
0: And something, I mean, we're landlocked and we've always basically been yeah. landlocked. I mean, you used to live in California, but even still, I've never watched like a ship go off into the horizon and I mean, sink like well, yeah, below the horizon I
1: either. I would say my experience, like looking at the ocean and seeing boats. They look tiny before they ever actually disappear. follow the curve. Yeah,
0: like your vision loses mm-hmm. the perception that that could even be a boat before yeah. it looks like it's sinking away Well, and especially as it's round.
1: People like me with bad <laughs> vision Yeah, <laughs> who wear glasses and probably not when they're swimming in the ocean, like you really don't see that. Very true. So, Very true. I, I'd be curious to know, I don't know if I didn't research this, maybe you did, but how many miles or kilometers or whatever a boat has to go? go before that happens before either the naked eye can't see it because it's so tiny or (laughs) this actually reminds me i remember at one point i was probably 14 or 15 i went to the fair with friends and it was in august and it was so hot that we were exhausted we were Mm -hmm. tired of walking around the fair and like it was probably like 100 degrees or something and so me and my friend and her little sister what we did because we were just so exhausted and didn't want to like walk around or see or do anything we laid in the grass and at the fair there's balloons and kids lose balloons and so they fly up into the air and I remember Trying
0: to watch it until it disappeared? we tried
1: to watch the balloons go up into the air until they disappeared. And it was often enough that we could, like, we spent probably a couple hours just, like, staring at the sky, Mm -hmm. trying to follow these balloons until they disappeared. I've done this before, yeah. And so I think it's, like, kind of that version where you're following the boat and it doesn't actually disappear but to your eye it does yeah
0: i actually so i did research it a little bit but it was pretty dense for me to understand because well, there's so many uh, factors there, and there's tons of math and <laughs> <laughs> basically they were talking about line of sight and the curvature of the earth depending mm-hmm. on how many miles away it is mm-hmm. there's so many factors that yeah. come into play with it and a lot of probably like, depends on even like well
1: I was going to say how tall you are, but that probably doesn't affect it at all. (laughs) Probably
0: maybe maybe how high up you are. Like if you're
1: standing on a hill.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, A lot of flat earthers just believe that, you know, it's your perspective or your vision. Like you're not able to see the ship actually Mm -hmm. go away. But a lot of people like who don't believe the easiest way to disprove it is they actually have seen a ship go like disappear from like – it starts at the bottom of the boat, and then the last thing that you can see is like the top of the sail. Yeah. and I would as it's imagine going away.
1: the best way to do this is like a gigantic cruise ship rather than a sailboat. Well, <laughs> actually, it's way bigger. And
0: if you had a like a telescope, you could oh. see it because oh, then, oh yeah, I te- forgot te- <laughs> about tools and equipment. <laughs> yeah, you'd probably be able to see it disappear in that way. Now clearly. I want to go to
1: the ocean with like telescopes and binoculars. I'm game. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> We'd have to go somewhere where they they like have cruise ships or big ships because I've seen like little sailboats but like they're not just going into eternity. Well,
0: you're going on a cruise in March, so that could be your so assignment while you're away.
1: Come and watch me sail away.
0: Yeah, I'll hide in yeah, I'll hide in your luggage or something.
1: <laughs> Sounds good to me. But yeah, just as a general rule, like looking back at ancient times, it makes sense that You just assume the Earth is flat because that's your perspective. Mm -hmm. We don't realize that we're floating in space and I would imagine it's confusing thinking about what we're you know what's holding us where we are and there's a whole lot of different theories about this but basically at least as far as some of the oldest proof in the early 4th century BC, Plato wrote about a spherical earth, and then by 330 BC, his former student Aristotle provided evidence for a spherical shaped earth. And so he actually had proof based on all kinds of smart people stuff <laughs> about why that was true. And so knowledge of a spherical earth gradually began to spread be you know to the rest of the world from then on. And so different countries and cultures learned this at different times and i would say it's probably safe to say that most if not all of the general world believes this Mm -hmm. and considers it a fact yeah um so some of the different theories west asia believed that the world was a floating disc in the ocean so basically that the concept was we're like a little island. And I thought that made sense that, yeah. you know, we see the ocean and we didn't travel beyond it for a long, long it's time.
0: Like if you can imagine the perspective, it's when they go to the coastline, there's always mm-hmm. an edge and exactly. the edge is always the ocean. And so if every edge you ever met was mm-hmm. ocean, it would be very easy to like assume that everything is an island in exactly. a giant circle floating in water. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine? Like, that insinuates that maybe everything else that exists was water. Like, could you imagine? Well, most
1: of the world is water. Well, yeah,
0: but if you're thinking larger scale, like the universe or outer space is made of water and traveling would be riding a boat for like 50 years out Mm -hmm. to a different island, which would technically be a planet, you know?
1: Well, yeah, and I would say that at least based on what I read, they didn't think there was another island yeah yeah and so it, it's interesting to think because of course we can't think of it separate from our perspective because that's what we know and that's the facts that we've learned and mm-hmm. grown up with we can't separate ourselves from that so i don't know if they believed that it went on for literally ever i don't know what they thought was beyond or below the ocean but that's what they believed Mm -hmm. and so um many ancient people believed that the sky was a solid dome with the sun the moon the stars and the planets embedded in it which makes sense because it kind of looks like this like shell almost or like this solid thing out there that we just can't touch yeah because it's colored and it's it's hard to believe that it goes on forever and it, it repeats and it stays the same mm-hmm.
0: um,
1: some greek philosophers thought that the earth was a floating cylinder and that we were on the flat part of the cylinder oh that's so rather weird. than it's
0: like so trippy mm-hmm.
1: so that was kind of closer they believed that it was floating in space essentially but that there was a flat part because again our naked eye and our belief it, it just has to be that it's flat because that's all from our little tiny perspective like that's all we can grasp
0: Yeah, actually, an interesting one that I found in my research was about the world turtle.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I I have something similar to that, actually. Really? Um, So kind of the last one that I was going to mention was that Europe at one point believed that the world encircling the ocean sat on a snake. What? Yeah. That's
0: that's some Harry Potter crap.
1: (laughs) (laughs) A little bit. (laughs) Snakes are slippery and pretty round. So I don't know how they thought that would happen. But yeah, Hmm. there was all kinds of weird stuff like that.
0: The world turtle is a Hindu mythology. Oh. Um, it's known as Akupara or sometimes Chukwa. Mm. So similarly to the earth sitting on a snake, basically what they believed is that a turtle is holding up elephants which are holding up this like dome-shaped flat earth, if on that makes bump, sense. On
1: a on a log in the hole in the middle of the sea. <laughs> in the, of the
0: sea. <laughs> yeah, pretty <laughs> That's much. That's what it makes me think of. And the theories were like posed from the idea that earthquakes happen and things shift and move so they are trying to like justify oh, some of that Oh so
1: we're sitting on something that's walking
0: exactly basically. So. I suppose
1: that would be similar to the feeling you have of riding an animal. Yeah, for them, maybe it was elephants. But <laughs> exactly, like we a have to think about their something.
0: perspective, and they're trying to think on huh. a large scale. And so they're <laughs> what's the
1: biggest thing it could be on?
0: Well, uh, an elephant. Uh, an Elephant. <laughs> that's the biggest thing. <laughs> but then a giant turtle. The picture I'm looking huh. at is like a turtle that's holding up like eight elephants that oh. are holding up a dome. That's the Earth.
1: You should post that at some point. I will. Yeah, that's super interesting. And I could see why, just like you said, from their perspective, that was the biggest thing and the closest thing they could imagine to why they have earthquakes that's kind of
0: like so magical like mm-hmm. i'm kind of bummed that we have to believe in science right now <laughs> because
1: because <laughs> that's more fun yeah i'd be
0: like i'm riding a turtle i'm riding some elephants they're well, guiding me through life of,
1: yeah like this like big being like i could did they it'd be interesting to know if they worshipped like elephants or something because i can imagine
0: i think that's safe to assume actually from yeah because
1: you would imagine like oh if all of humanity is resting on like I guess the shoulders of a being you would imagine you would worship that being. So that's kind of a really cool thing to imagine. Yeah
0: and this is back in the 1500s so. Oh that's
1: actually not as old as I thought.
0: (laughs) Yeah so they were still referencing it at least.
1: Yeah there there's all kinds of different ancient and historic versions of this but looking forward it's been proven and despite the fact that it's you know, we have scientific facts about the earth being spherical. There is pseudoscientific flat earth conspiracy theories. And so there are actually modern flat earth societies. And a lot of this has been, you know, just based on social media, it's been a growing trend. And so kind of like we said, there are people that like wholeheartedly believe this and then people that kind of just joke about it or pretend they believe it because it is a little funny
0: (laughs) yeah from through some of my reading I saw I think it was a famous basketball player and Hmm. then a rapper B.O.B. both are open flat earthers and on their social media and they have a really big influence right yeah they're a public figure Um, they're promoting that they believe in flat earth and Mm -hmm. B.O.B. was kind of going on and on about how he believed that the earth was flat because there were so many things from his childhood that he learned in school that when he was out of school he realized weren't true and were just being oh. perpetuated. I and wonder that... what those things are. <laughs> I know. You got to <laughs> wonder. Am Maybe I we'll
1: right? do an episode on the beliefs of B.O.B. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, but apparently he's a flat earther and he's open about oh. it and he's like, people might uh, judge me about this, but I want to have my own opinion. Huh. And so these things are being perpetuated through... Uh, public figures which is
1: interesting a
0: stepping stone for other people being introduced to it and i feel like it's much easier to like fall into a belief like this when you're introduced to it by like a thought leader or like a a public figure where well
1: there are totally people that are popular or celebrities in one way or another that they have people that simply because of who they are they will believe anything they say and just blindly follow it
0: yep for sure So it's a a dangerous game to play. It
1: is. You got to know your influence and like be very thoughtful about it when you're at that level because you just got to know that even people that probably aren't that popular have followers that will do and say whatever they do and say and you got to be careful so, yeah. yeah, that that's a interesting place to be in.
0: It's kind of fun. I did want to mention, so we've covered other conspiracy theories in the past or at least touched on them, and a lot of them were very obviously untrue or not, mm-hmm. not that they weren't untrue, that...
1: There was a lot of gray area.
0: There was a lot of gray area or people, like, mishearing it over mm-hmm. time and stories being passed on, but with MKUltra, turns out that one was true. So it's kind of fun that this is our first touch on a conspiracy (laughs) theory that we know is actually false. Yeah,
1: like we have scientific evidence.
0: Yeah, and so it's kind of fun to talk about how, I mean – we can be a little bit more openly judgy
1: <laughs> of the people <laughs> who believe in it cuz it's like Cause uh, people a lot smarter than us have proof. <laughs> yes,
0: exactly. So it's kind of fun to touch on that.
1: Yeah, I I was talking to some friends about this previous to us recording and even getting into research about like, yeah, this is probably going to be one of the episodes where we're straight up like this is fake. <laughs> we don't <laughs> believe it cuz like for the most part we usually leave a lot of room for people's opinions and room for them to do and believe whatever they want and that's still true but this is one where it's like "Mm, but we have proof yeah and i think
0: (laughs) i actually i found a, a funny article that said um it was originally from a reddit thread dropped in the funny discussion group which says that when you ask google translate to translate i am a flat earther into english or from english to french it turns into Jésus un fou, which, uh, if you translate what the Google Translate Basically
1: translated, translated back,
0: yes, um, it says I am a crazy person. <laughs> so is that
1: real? Yeah, you straight up did that. Yes. What? So uh,
0: it changes English "I am a flat earther" into Jésus un fou, which, if you plug that back in, it sounds like I'm in a fool. French. <laughs> It goes to, I am a crazy person. Whoa. So it's interesting because the one of the main things I wanted to talk about today was the internet's role in perpetuating fake news. Like, I, I don't mean, like yeah, that really, term, but yeah. like...
1: It, that term carries a lot of weight. Yeah,
0: but in but, this case, yeah. like, Google is making a difference. Like, if someone, I mean, someone who is a little Ignite. I wonder if that's
1: Google or if that's straight up like the only way to translate it or if that's no. just like French people being like, Wow, idiots. <laughs>
0: well, I don't know. I don't know. Someone who like is in charge is of all bilingual that.
1: with French and English should definitely write us and let us know.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean I don't know who created this, but mm-hmm. it's in some way it's like Google is creating a they're making a statement. They're saying Maybe, yeah. that they are denying flat earther tendencies or beliefs. To call them a crazy person openly through Translate.
1: I want to pause right here and do this for many languages and see if this is just like the way they all are. Let's do it. Pause.
0: So after doing a little bit more research, we tested this in a whole bunch of other languages. And it doesn't seem to be showing up that way anymore. So either this is a hoax. (laughs) <laughs> or something but um it very well could have could been have updated it well again because we talked about this trend of flat earth started maybe mm-hmm. about two or three years ago so maybe when it was trendy some like software developer in <laughs> google translate decide to, to put like a funny easter egg in yeah. google translate or something well,
1: and i don't know if earther has always been a word but True. i could see where maybe they had to make like as things change and, you know, um, slang kind of becomes normal, mm-hmm. it becomes added to dictionaries. Yeah. And different cultures have to probably make words for these things the way we do. And so maybe it wasn't a word and there was a gap. And yeah, I could see why that would happen. Yeah, I translated a couple of languages too. And it it was things like, I am a flatlander or different versions of that. Or mm-hmm. one said, I am a flatlander <laughs> So uh, I could see where it could get messed up. Or if you did it from multiple languages, translate, keep translating, and then translate it back to English where it could get You're really confused. Clouded.
0: Yeah. 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 Kind like sense. a game of telephone. But either way, it's a good introduction into addressing the fact that conspiracy theories can stem from weird places yeah. and one person who goes viral mm-hmm. online or something and social media makes a huge Mm-hmm. huge impact yeah, on makes these things blow up. people's beliefs and opinions and thoughts and perspectives of anything. Mm-hmm. It's almost like our phones are a version of flat <laughs> earth where truth begins and dies and clouds there and our perceptions of it can't go beyond what the internet projects to us. And Heck, I believe it. Yeah, something that always has kind of bothered me is this idea that A lot of things in media and social media is based off of an algorithm and these algorithms are created to promote certain aspects that cause interest or anger or an emotional response that causes people to share and promote Mm -hmm. and um, argue in the comment section or post something to be controversial because everyone is aware of the fact that the more clicks and the more follows and the more likes and dislikes and like engagement that happens on a certain article or video, it could be the creator of a YouTube video getting all of these clicks on their video and getting AdSense for um how many times people watched ads before their video and the only reason that they made this controversial trolley video <laughs> to get the click is to get the click to pay their bills <laughs> but they could have been so convincing to troll people and make them angry yeah that but- that people are getting convinced who are naive to the internet mm-hmm. and well
1: and it's straight up like even the things where like it's hard to read sarcasm Mm -hmm. and sometimes like you may make a very satire video (laughs) about something and And it just goes right over someone's head yeah you're trying to be ironic or you're trying to make it as a joke and some people take it as fact or as you being serious Mm -hmm. and that happens in everyday life yeah it does (laughs) or over like you've probably seen like things about texts or emails that get sent and you have to be really careful because you can't make jokes or you really can't use sarcasm over like text or email because it's almost guaranteed to not take the way you want. Yeah. Everyone, like <laughs> you and I have had conversations where maybe we received an email and we're like, oh, that was so snarky and sassy. Yeah. And like. You so did
0: one of those to me the other day. What was it? I don't remember. You, you were like, that is so interesting or something like that. Yeah, where I was like, like mm, thanks. <laughs> i don't really I literally remember can't what i remember
1: but we've done that back and forth where it's like oh listen to this and like we of course read it in our snarky sassy voice and then like the other person has to be like if Calm you read down. that in a normal voice and you take out your perspective yeah. it's perfectly normal and you're being
0: over yeah and exactly. you're being dramatic
1: <laughs> so it is good to have but if you're just like sitting there watching youtube videos and going down the rabbit hole and you don't have someone to like
0: keep <laughs> remind your, you like
1: Yeah, to remind you to be a sane person, it escalates. Yeah. And And especially like young people maybe don't have that perspective sometimes. Well,
0: my view is the opposite, actually. And this might get a little juicy. I'm going to call out. We're
1: getting controversial to get the clip. Yes,
0: (laughs) I guess so. Uh, I'm going to call out boomers. I hate using (laughs) uh, terms like that. But I will say something I've noticed is I was using the internet more actively than my parents because yeah, they were used at
1: to the age, yeah, compared to them not having it
0: exactly. I was using computers in like preschool and kindergarten. I remember using oh, computers okay. for the first time, mm-hmm. and my parents were still working in jobs, or my dad just was a stay at home dad, so they weren't they didn't have access in their day to day life of learning mm-hmm. about the internet and precautions, That's and true. they didn't have the weariness. time to waste learning it exactly. And so, for us we have this kind of wall built up where we take everything with a grain of salt and we no. we can i'm i'm not saying we're perfect no. and it's just our generation and some mm-hmm. people are more naive than others or not but i will say in the past mm, five to ten years and watching my parents use the internet more and more and more and be more involved in digital media, Mm -hmm. I've seen their perspectives completely flip. Like, I have seen... That's interesting. ...them be much more involved in politics, which we can all admit are a lot more volatile lately and a lot more argumentative and a lot more click-happy or Mm -hmm. um, more of a debate war... (laughs) happening in the comments Mm -hmm. and I don't know if anybody else can relate but like are your parents on Facebook trying to cause problems with all their extended family members trying to fight (laughs) people because that's what's happening in my life
1: and I would say like for example my mom I know she looks at facebook because she sees things i post but she does not make posts Mm -hmm. and she doesn't
0: smart move (laughs) yeah like
1: she comments on some things but like she doesn't get into like facebook argument arguments that i've seen Mm -hmm. so i i think it does depend on the person because like
0: it absolutely does it absolutely does
1: well and one thing i will say like the way the internet works is that you're going to see things that match your perspective a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. Because if you're constantly looking up... Everything exists on the internet. Well, so yeah. something you believe in, even if it's obscure, you can find Well,
1: that and also the internet is based on algorithms to show you what you like. And that's why you get targeted ads. But that goes even further. I know I made a Reddit account recently and it must be tied to Google because... My husband and I share my laptop, and so he uses it to look up D&D stuff sometimes. And so I created a Reddit account. I hadn't done anything with it yet. I hadn't searched for anything. And it automatically started recommending me D&D Reddit pages. Mm -hmm. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. It's all connected, and it's all... And and so the internet knows you better than you think. And I'm not saying that to, like, make people suspicious or feel weird. It's just the way it is. And, like, I am totally the person that has bought things off targeted ads because... In a way, it's kind of nice. <laughs> well, it is. That's and it works. That's why I'm not
0: bitter about it. I know no, Dakota tends to be on the pessimistic side where he's like, they need to stay away from my information. I don't care if I need cat food. I don't want Amazon <laughs> recommending it to me. Like, yeah. I don't want that to See, happen. and but, I've gone
1: back and forth where yeah. I don't like the idea of being watched, but at the same time, like, I know a lot of people have those, um, like, screen covers on their laptop mm-hmm. for to cover their little camera. Yeah. I could care less if someone watches me on Tumblr with my double chin at night <laughs> when I'm bored because yeah. I'm not doing anything interesting. Yeah. So I could care less. But I know some people feel just weird about the fact that it could happen. Yeah. And so there, there's a whole rabbit hole that I'm going down now about the fact that there are algorithms in place. But the reason I brought that up was because, for example, if you are very involved in politics, but say you only look up and engage with – either Republican or Democratic politics, you're likely only going to
0: see things on those. Be recommended those things.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it's just going to perpetuate the fact that that's the belief and that's the conversation and you're only going to see things that kind of match your perspective Mm -hmm. and your beliefs. And so we have to be careful of that because I, for example have extended family that has very different beliefs than me and they will post what I can clearly see are hoax articles or extreme things that I don't know if they believe it or not.
0: They're meant to emotionally trigger people. Exactly.
1: And it triggers me in a different way that it triggers them based on our beliefs. But I, of course, would assume that their Facebook is filled with that kind of stuff whereas mine is not. Mm -hmm. And it just so happens that we're connected on social media because we are related But don't have much in common. And so there are pieces of that where you kind of get a glimpse into other people's worlds maybe. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But you just have to be careful.
0: It's difficult to watch when – like for me, I guess my perspective of it with my parents is that I feel bad. I feel like they're being used by media.
1: See, and that's how I feel about some extended family. Even like cousins my age where I feel like they believe all these hoaxes and – well, they not even – like, it does feel like they're being used a little if you're not careful. Yeah. And, and I do not don't educating even, yourself and confirming what mm-hmm. you're reading.
0: I don't want to, like, tie the word hoax to things that are just, like, different than what we believe. I guess – But I would yeah. say emotionally charged, like, dramatizations, if that makes sense. Like, like, overexerted. Mm-hmm. for example, one thing that I've seen online is someone posted a picture of an elementary school and the children were all in the hallways – And they were all lined the edge of the hallways and they were crouched down and they had their heads up against the wall and they were kind of curled in the fetal position like to like stay tight together. And they were all lined up. Well, someone reposted that with the headline like – school now implementing Islamic prayer practices in hallways and (laughs) this is what's happening in our schools now when we accept other religions and this shouldn't happen type of thing and then someone else literally commented in the bottom that's my child's school they had a tornado drill that day and the hallway (laughs) is made out of concrete so they chose to be in the hallway to do that and that's the difference between Mm. emotionally so well, and it's, there's, I guess, technically, you could label that as a hoax, where whoever made this fake article basically saying that it was an Islamic or yeah, whatever it's just practice, not real. it's not real. But in a lot mm-hmm. of cases, they're they're just two different sides to the story, mm-hmm. where or one, people are making assumptions. Yeah, people assume something, but it's emotional. It's it is. not facts. And well, and so, then it gets
1: shared a million times with the wrong context. Exactly. And so then you have these different versions, and it's hard to know what's real and what's not. And it
0: escalates, and yeah, it, and it it feels skeezy to me because I mean we live in a capitalist world. Whether we want to label that as good or bad, it does motivate a lot of our actions. Mm-hmm. Um, and so watching that happen is kind of like a spooky thing that I I don't like to participate in. Yeah. And it's it's kind of makes me feel funny to watch mm-hmm. um, people who maybe aren't quite as aware, or maybe they are aware, but they don't necessarily care that they're playing a part in that yeah well it's interesting
1: because it's hard to know whether or not people believe it or they i I mean i would say our generation because we grew up with the internet we were taught at a very young age formally in school signs of reliable resources and what's considered a good resource versus a bad resource and how to know what was well researched and what's not Mm -hmm. and people that were out of school when the internet was becoming popular they didn't have that and i'm not saying ours was perfect or maybe even accurate or you know it's probably changed since then but we were taught what could or could not be a reliable source Mm -hmm. and how to use that and so we have a maybe a better understanding of what to look for and when things might be true or not yeah and it's possible that older generations just don't have that or they, it wasn't a foundation of their internet use i guess yeah
0: and a lot of ethics come into play with these social media accounts and mm-hmm. we've even learned throughout the years like or just even starting this podcast how you can use social media or mm-hmm. not
1: well and it's interesting because a lot of it is very manipulative mm-hmm. but that's that's just the game you know? yeah
0: but i think a lot of um Social media sites and I did read like an article or two about how Twitter and YouTube have made their algorithm stop recommending or populating these types of articles when they have Mm. untruths in them or they're very obviously trying to perpetuate false ideas to create clicks. And thankfully, it looks like there is some action being Mm -hmm. taken against it, but it is hard. It's like, how do you decide when these things are developing, whether Mm -hmm. there's ethics behind feeding people certain information Mm -hmm. or not? Or is it the case of people need to protect themselves by learning how to and how not to Mm -hmm. use the Internet to find information? Because in some ways, I don't think it's YouTube or um, Twitter's responsibility to hide or feed us recommended mm-hmm. information.
1: Well, that gets into some really, like, big conversations about ethics and who, like, whether or not to regulate anything or everything and whose job they it are falls now. on. But they, on some level, it is smart of them to do that mm-hmm. to kind of help
0: if they see maintain, this stuff happening yeah, yeah to
1: mitigate some of the that I guess fake news if you want to call it yeah and so yeah I can see and if you look at some social medias so bots are very common mm-hmm. um, I don't know too much about how they work but essentially it's fake well real accounts made in mass to I don't know if it's get clicks or what the purpose is um, but I would say most social media has some form of bots and so Reddit for example there's a lot of communities on Reddit where you have to have what's called a karma score which basically means that people upvote your comments or your posts Mm. and so bots if they're brand new accounts they can't create posts on some communities and so there are restrictions to basically make it so that these bots can't actively just be blasting pages with Mm -hmm. various things yeah and so different websites have different ways of controlling that and i would say newer sites seem to have more in place for that um but yeah it it just depends but i I think that's becoming
0: something (laughs) that people have to mitigate and (sighs) think about there's so much tied into that for example let's put this into perspective Let's say you're the guy who starts Instagram and I've actually learned a little bit more about this because I'm interested in entrepreneurial type things and Mm -hmm. I listened to a podcast called How I Built This and they had an episode about how Instagram came to be and it was just some guy who wanted to share photos with simple captions and not Mm -hmm. cloud it with too much text and have it That's what I like about it. (laughs) Exactly. It's just like a a place to go and see all these visual things and kind of get things popping in the communities. Mm -hmm. Well, now this guy... Well, he's he doesn't operate the company anymore. I think he sold it.
1: I see it's now owned by Facebook.
0: <laughs> yeah, and um could you imagine being the person who's like I just want to share mm-hmm. pictures with friends and have a community where there's an open dialogue about mm-hmm. really good food <laughs> yeah. and then and all then of then a sudden blows up. yes he needs to stop people from like yeah. sharing that the earth is flat because people start like freaking out that they're going to mm-hmm. fall off the edge of the earth if they take a plane ride or like a boat ride out into the ocean oh, yeah.
1: and Facebook's had similar things where it just started as this guy who wanted to use it within his college and yep. he be restricted to colleges and then Mark Mark Zuckerberg becomes, you know, going a multi-millionaire and he's getting sued because yep. information is getting leaked or, mm-hmm. you know, various types of security scams and things. And, you know, people hold a lot of information that they maybe don't want shared mm-hmm. with. And, yeah, it, it's this whole big thing. <laughs> it's this whole economy in a way it where... Is you know, platform that is so new and it's interesting because if you look at laws and things around this, laws have to catch up to technology because it evolves Mm -hmm. so fast. So in the beginning of the internet, there wasn't going to be specific laws around internet privacy and identity theft on the internet and different things like that. And now we're having to create laws but they're, they're not proactive, they're reactive where you're reacting to yeah. different ways that people are being taken advantage of and exploited.
0: And you can overreact to those things True. too. And you could block too much information yeah. and then... You could shut off the internet because are it we, causes too many yeah, problems. Are we not teaching people how to protect themselves? Mm-hmm. Like, ugh. Well, it all ties kids, together. It reminds yeah. me of our Santa Claus episode when it's like <laughs> kids can now just Google if they Santa's just, real. Yeah, and it's it's
1: this whole thing. And the younger generations, as they're going through school and college, there's whole courses around things like... I've heard that journalism classes, they they no longer learn certain things around print. In some schools, maybe Mm -hmm. they don't learn cursive or handwriting. Instead, they're learning typing. And I mean, I took a cybersecurity course in college. And there used to be a web development class that then evolved to an app development class. Yeah. It just, it's changing so rapidly to try and catch up and keep up with just the world and how it functions now because it's so different than it is anyone could have
0: imagined 20 years ago yeah we have to be super careful because i mean for example a way that it's spiraled is um for flat earthers or modern day flat earthers Mm -hmm. one of their theories stems from the fact that the un so i mean this is the globe actively coming together as Mm -hmm. a united nation to protect our rights and peace on earth basically well if you look at their logo from the top, it's a picture of a circular earth, but a flat circle. And then it has all of the um, like continents floating <laughs> on the earth. And like then like a disc, like a disc, a flat circle. And then it's surrounded by this, like, I think it's an olive branch kind of oh, um,
1: like the symbol of peace, right? Yeah.
0: But. What they are saying, flat earthers believe that this symbol is like a nod to the fact that the earth is flat and that it's surrounded by an ice wall
1: and what's crazy is like you can't even create a simple logo without people <laughs> deciding what it means.
0: Exactly. And so that's something that would be you like overshared and mm-hmm. like popularized on the internet that could like, you've seen those YouTube videos where it starts out where like did you know that this spec on Google Maps means that aliens were here and here, <laughs> and, here and here. And I'm not saying I don't believe in aliens because I'm not sure about that. But also yeah. you can spiral so mm. hard over stuff like This and I mean what they're saying is like Antarctica or one of the poles Mm -hmm. or something is the ice wall that surrounds us. So no matter what direction you go, you're always going to run into an ice wall. Mm -hmm. I've also seen images that are the opposite that are like waterfalls that you would literally you would fall (laughs) off. But honestly, that doesn't make any sense because where does the water go if it's a constant waterfall?
1: Exactly. Yeah, there's a whole lot of holes you can poke in all of this. And the interesting thing that when I think about flat earth societies and people a lot of this stems from the whole concept that as a society we are being lied to by scientists Mm -hmm. to believe certain things and so it's kind of like they think that everyone is in cahoots trying to manipulate and lie to all of society and it's just kind of crazy to think about that and i would say i'm kind of a trusting person by nature Mm -hmm. and so it's interesting to think that there is this like such an extreme skepticism that there are beliefs that just everything is a lie and everything is to manipulate and there's even this one guy specifically his name is mike hughes and his goal is that he (laughs) wants to launch himself into space miles above earth to prove that earth is a disk even though we have videos of actual astronauts going into space and seeing this round earth he can't believe that as proof because it's all some fake well because nasa is
0: a part of like the government yeah so therefore
1: can't be trusted exactly (laughs) so he thinks that the only way to prove is that he himself he is a 63 year old man his profession is a limousine driver he Mm. is building rockets on his own he's actually done this and gone into space and hurt himself trying uh and he not
0: so when you first said this i was imagining like he was in his garage and he was making like one of those kind of really fancy model rockets where you could <laughs> shoot them into the sky for like a mile with like a camera on it kind of like a drone I mean, kind
1: of but, but he's writing it yeah
0: but he's writing well, yeah. it. So go ahead and tell me more about that.
1: <laughs> yeah, he he seems like an interesting dude. But the thing is, if you put this into context of every flat earther, if they all are s- such skeptics that they think that they all individually on their own have to prove to themselves cuz I would imagine if this guy say he does go up into the sky and sees enough of the world to see that it's round and a ball that then they're gonna say oh you're one of them now you're lying to us (laughs) you're a sellout like so every single one of them would have to individually go and prove to themselves and i i want to go into how interesting this guy is though because he so he has built rockets from scrap metal and at one point he did ride a quarter mile across Arizona in this thing. And there's actually, I don't know Wait, if it's Wait, still... did he get up in the air? Or... I don't <laughs> know how far without... into the air he was, but I don't know if the quarter mile was height or distance. <laughs> but he actually has created rockets that have, they move, they go I up. Need to, what is this guy's? background you say he's a limo driver but it gets even more interesting oh boy so i i haven't seen this youtube video we'll probably look it up later but apparently there is or was a youtube video of him being dragged from the remains of one of his rockets moaning in pain and he ended up in a walker for two weeks and he's not stopping so he is so dedicated but the most interesting thing about this guy to me was, okay, so I'd already said he's a limousine driver, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's his profession. That's how he makes a living.
0: What's his name again? Mike Hughes. Uh, you can
1: look him up on Wikipedia in parentheses, Daredevil. Because <laughs> um, there's also like a basketball player or something, some NFL or something famous. Uh, same name. But he, so he lives in California. But the most interesting thing is that in 2002, he set a Guinness World Record with a 103-foot jump in a stretch limo
0: oh my god
1: he has a guinness world record for (laughs) the
0: for a limousine jump it would take a lot of like power to get a limousine through the air yes that's insane
1: so this is an interesting guy Hmm. to say the least but yes i i would say he's one of the noteworthy people he even made a kickstarter that did not seem successful (laughs) but he made a kickstarter of people he basically wanted people to give him money to go into space
0: I found the video. So guys, we just took a <laughs> small break to watch the YouTube video and uh it's called man out to prove the world is flat crashes homemade rocket so if you want to go find that (laughs) you all should watch it it's quite entertaining he's so cool i mean i know he's crazy right i mean he believes the earth is flat which i mean to each the rocket. but i will say he's dedicated
1: because he did build and shoot himself i think it said over 1800 feet feet. straight into the air and he
0: did it we just watched he and his rocket looked good i mean actually
1: it looked better than i expected seriously a rocket from scrap metal that's made you imagine like a tin can
0: a tin can with like a slingshot yeah
1: but no it's actually pretty legit i guess it's steam powered yeah and so yeah he went straight into the air and then it like basically has parachutes for its landing Mm -hmm. and he did hurt himself like, I mean, it but, landed a little rough.
0: Yeah, I guess they said he was going to the ground at a rate of 350 miles an hour. Ooh. So, I mean, you can imagine he probably hurt. hurt himself. But anyway, we watched him fly up into the sky, release two parachutes, and kind of float. I mean, it looked like he was going slow enough to not die, and thankfully well, he, didn't he didn't die. die. Um, But when he hit the ground, he looked like he was in some pain, but uh, he just seems kind of like an epic dude. Like, that's the kind of guy you want to be like your grandpa or something because he's like out in the shop building a rocket. He'd be very entertaining. Yeah, exactly. Very entertaining guy. Yeah.
1: So he's (laughs) one of the examples of like a very extreme flat earther who's like, I'm going to prove this. Mm -hmm. And it's funny because even in the video, the last thing they say is, by the way, The Earth is definitely not flat. (laughs) So, yeah. But I'd be interested to hear if something, you know, if he does actually go further into space and what happens. I mean,
0: if I could be honest here, I feel like he has his uh, sights set on the wrong direction. Because I feel like he could very much decide to, like, very much safer... Uh, get a sailboat or something and go out to the ocean and like set his uh, compass to straight <laughs> out into the ocean and then go forever until he either falls off the earth or But that's not going to prove land. it's round, you know? But if he sailed forever... I guess
1: I don't totally know what he believes is at the end of the disk <sighs> of true. earth. That's so true. So that, that might have something to do with it. But yeah, you'd think if you just go forever, you will confirm whether or not there's an edge. Yeah.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So it's definitely interesting. So I will say, be careful with conspiracy theories because there are old men literally hurting themselves. Yeah. And launching themselves into space.
0: <laughs> See, and again, he. I'm not, I'm not trying to judge people who aren't in my generation. But let's just say a few years ago, maybe he was on the internet. He's like, looks like he's in his maybe 60s or 70s right yeah, now. Yeah, 60s. And uh, he's shooting himself into the sky. So all you trolls out there.
1: (laughs) Be careful because you can be hurting old men. Yeah, exactly. They don't know
0: better. That's all I'm saying. Uh,
1: Yeah. I'd be curious to know the escalation of when he first started to think this and how it progressed. Yeah. But yeah, another thing, I'd be interested to see how conspiracy theories have developed with the internet and how, I I don't know if there's any way to test that, but how popular they were versus how they have become popular now
0: and it's kind of scary to think what we're going to be naive about when we're our parents age that's very true
1: because i already am like not hearing about social media platforms and things i'm i'm already we just joined tiktok we're behind the
0: times (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh yep
1: so yeah, we, we don't know all the science behind it. We believe the scientists that have proven it, and we believe the astronauts that have seen it. Yes. So beyond that.
0: We're not experts. <laughs> We're not experts. We're
1: just We're just fascinated. You. You can subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts to hear us again next week. You can also find us on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Twitter. If you have information to add to this week's topic or a fascinating fact that you want featured, please email us at friendsfascinated at gmail.com to be featured at the beginning of a future episode. We have also had people requesting to send us stuff, so we now have a post office box. So if you want to send something to us, you can send it to friendsfascinated at P.O. Box 997 in Pullman, Washington 99163. We can't wait to blow your mind with more curiosities next week you've just listened to another episode of friends fascinated
0: thanks for listening